Hi, everyone, and welcome to my podcast, Making Sense of the Cuban in Me. I am so glad you can join me on this journey of exploring my identity while providing you with pieces of Cuban history which you may not yet know. So let's begin. Who am I? Well, my name is Jasper Benitez, and I am a first-generation Cuban-American. Now, you may be wondering, what does that mean? What does it mean to be first-generation? It means that I was born in the United States of America to parents who immigrated from Cuba. And why is that important? Along with being a first-generation Cuban-American comes various difficulties as well as requirements. In today's podcast, we will focus on what I believe is one of the most difficult aspects. The struggle. A mixed sense of identity or confusion with which nationality to identify yourself as. Growing up, I was raised as any other American-born child in the 90s might have been. I went to school, attempted to play sports, and did all that I could to behave well. Yet behind all of this was a looming, more pertinent responsibility and rationale as to why I needed to be a model child. I was a child born to immigrant parents, who, although having come to the USA at a young age and naturalized as U.S. citizens, were still considered Cuban by birth. This means that my birth provided my parents with the opportunity to showcase that being Cuban-born would not undermine the ability to raise a child according to the American values. Simply put, my birth on American soil made me an American, not a Cuban. Or so they thought. The responsibility to raise a child as simply American is noticeable by certain choices made by my parents during my younger years. For example, my first language was Spanish, and it was the only language I spoke until I entered the first grade, after which I was placed in English as a second language, also known as ESOL. At this point, my parents made the decision to strongly encourage me to only speak English, even while at home. This had a lasting effect on me because it was not until I was an adult that I realized that there was no reason for me to forsake my native language, the language of my ancestry, solely to be classified as an American. And as happens with any language you stop speaking for a long period of time, my Spanish-speaking ability suffered dramatically. Suddenly, I was approaching adulthood with a Spanish-native level of fluency in comprehension, reading, and writing yet a difficulty with the most important part of communication, speaking. It was in my teenage years that I realized that I could indeed speak both languages, and it would not lessen my validity as an American, but actually would improve many facets of my life, such as employability. Here's a fun fact. In a report published by New American Economy in March of 2017, it was indicated that between the years of 2010 and 2015, the amount of online job listings targeting bilingual individuals rose by 15.7%. Yet, I had a lot of catching up to do. And luckily, I can now proudly say that I caught up and it has helped me tremendously with many parts of my life, including my academics and career. Another conflicting piece of growing up as a first-generation Cuban-American deals with never feeling as if you are enough of either culture. You feel as if you are neither American nor Cuban. Similarly, if you decide to choose one to be proud of, 
then you are not only occulting a monumental sector of what makes you who you are, but also negating the validity and or pride associated with being of the other. This is where I found myself struggling the most consciously. Oftentimes, I felt that if I shouted loudly my pride for being of Cuban descent, I would be shaming the fact that I was born in the USA. I felt that I was humiliating my family and all of the struggles they endured to be able to not only come to the USA, but also build a life in which they could be seen as successful above all else. And what makes this dichotomy that much more interesting is that on one side you have a country in which the people are free to live as they wish without immense governmental overreach and control. And on the other side, just 90 miles away from the city in which I live, you have a country which is in ruins and struggling to provide the basic necessities of life for its people. But what I realized as an adult is that it is immensely important to be able to separate the pride of being Cuban from the current state of affairs of the country. It is important to be proud of being Cuban for all of the uniqueness it provides to my person, all the while acknowledging the need for a better tomorrow in Cuba. Along with this, it is important to understand that being proud of your heritage does not mean you are ungrateful for or mocking the country which has afforded you the liberties of being an autonomous individual. Similarly, it does not mean you are not thankful for your family's decision to flee an oppressive government. This is all I wish to say to you for now, and I invite you to ponder on my words today. I know I have promised you moments of Cuban history, and this introductory podcast has gone without any. But rest assured, the following podcast will make true of that promise. I appreciate you choosing to spend time with me while I embark on this journey of making sense of the Cuban in me. Please feel free to subscribe and share this journey with those you know. This is your host, Jasper Benitez. Until next time on Making Sense of the Cuban in Me.